0: Hey, everybody, it's Drew. And it's Blake. And you're listening to the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Controllers Podcast.
1: everybody welcome to episode 52 before we get to our games uh, I've um, I'll go through our social media preamble and we have one cool extra new exciting thing I want to talk about first is we now have uh, a, a store the uh, links will be in the in the show notes and everything so far the only thing we have on sale is shirts but drew's working on getting a few other things you know in the you know in the store but right now it's just shirts we have one. It's pretty comfortable. It's pretty cool. You probably saw me modeling it on our uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Now we have a we have a Patreon. We have a few members in there. We want to thank those guys for supporting us.
0: Continued support.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the primary uh, social medias we use are Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I primarily run the Instagram. And drew does the Twitter and the Facebook we also have a discord and we've had we tend to twitch most weekends and sometimes we do individual games but it's hard for us to do that at the same time so sometimes one of us will do it one won't but weekends we definitely tend to twitch our co-op stuff
0: mm-hmm. which is currently far cry new dawn we've uh we've twitched our entire playthrough of far cry new dawn and so we've had a couple of folks come in and watch and hang out and Talk about that particular game and stuff like that. It's been pretty fun. It's actually a pretty cool game that we might talk about on the podcast. We didn't talk about Far Cry Five on the
1: podcast. We could do a whole episode of both or something. A whole episode of Far Cry, maybe. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting games. Uh, Now, we will be adding to this today. Uh, Drew also runs a Spotify playlist. Uh, You can find the podcast on Spotify as well. But he runs a playlist that he adds a song by the bands that we talk about each time we talk about a band and later on this episode we'll be adding a new song to that. We also, our email, of course, you know, number two, smokecontrollers at uh, gmail.com. We, uh, you know, questions, comments, uh, suggestions for video games us to play, movies us to watch, or even music for us to listen to and recommend, or even uh, product suggestions for Drew, like if you want to wear us on socks or a beanie, you know maybe we can something that you guys might want more of than we can think of at the moment I also I'm horrible at the other self-promotion but I do recently well it was like a while ago but I have a short story that I've published I self-published through Amazon that will also be linked in the show notes as well or you can just find it on Amazon it's called They Come This Night as well as the final thing more self-promotion on my part is uh, I love movies so much that I've started a movie podcast with our good buddy uh, Steve, and that's called Action, the Movie Podcast, and you, that is coming out. I think we just dropped episode four.
0: Yes, last Sunday. Last Sunday no, was today.
1: A, today, oh, today. Okay, yeah, we dropped episode four very recently, to say the least. <laughs> An hour ago. Yeah, and so we'll, we're we're going to continue to do that and. We're working on the uh, socials on that, but there'll be links to that in the show notes as well.
0: The links to that podcast, not that podcast social media. Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> sorry. When you find
0: that podcast, you'll find that podcast social media. I do, I do the I recording and produce and edit uh, that podcast as well. I speak in it a little bit, but that's more of a podcast for uh, Blake and Steve.
1: And I think that covers all of the show notes, as far as I know.
0: Yep keep adding to it so hope everybody can get involved in this kind of stuff it's really fun to do all this and it was exciting to have a shirt have a shirt show up in the mail it was pretty cool <laughs> i really dug it i got to model it gee yeah uh so now we have um we're doing something again that nobody asked for we uh going to do another uh achievement related episode uh i say achievement related um I didn't pick out any particular achievements because it's been a while since I've played any of these games. Uh, two of these games were played uh, basically entirely for achievements, and one, the middle one, is a bit, a bit of a longer, more involved game. But if it didn't have a, a low true achievement score, we might have, may have never touched the game. This is back when I was buying anything under $5 that had a really low true achievement score and, and a little spoiler i might be getting back to doing that a little bit because we've been playing a lot of game pass games and we don't want to be the game pass podcast so anyway so we have all these games are we played basically two of them we played specifically like i said four achievements sometimes that works out has interesting interesting game and sometimes it doesn't and um I don't remember I don't remember the response for our last achievement episode because achievements are still kind of niche even though there's hundreds of thousands of people on the true achievement website. Uh, people don't tend to care about them all that much. I will mention that uh as a side note when we were playing we were playing our games uh with Jared to play our, our previous guest Jared to play video uh, play Xbox, one of the first things he said to me was, man, I thought I played a lot of video games, and then I saw your guys' gamer score, <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty. It was pretty funny, <laughs> but anyway, uh, that said, we do have uh, three games, uh, and Blake will start here in a second. And I have I have picked a, a a band that I've been listening to for a
1: while that's actually got new music coming up. Our first game we'll be talking about is called Colin Thales. Storm Boy. Colin Thales is because it's based off an Australian's children book, children's book from I believe 1962.
0: Yeah, so that's a, so it's an Australian book, and I picked an Australian band. That's a coincidence. That's not planning
1: at all. <laughs> that is true. So don't,
0: don't think we're that clever because I did pick an Australian band.
1: So, uh, Storm Boy, it is developed by Blowfish Studios. One of their bigger claims to fame was they helped co-develop Deer God. Oh, that sucked. And that was a. You played? You played Deer God? I didn't. I don't think I finished it. It are wa- You just you're a deer.
0: I almost went back for it for the one K, but apparently it's kind of glitchy when it comes to one K. But you're really it's it's really early. I like thought a really early Xbox One game. Mm-hmm. You're a deer, a small deer, I think, and become bigger and bigger and. In, but uh, I think the game runs infinitely like you, run, you just kind of run to the right and you're jumping and doing things and I don't know if you fight anything but it was a very strange game uh, I, w- I wouldn't have connected these two games together at all
1: yeah. but they co-developed it oh, co-developed so they weren't it. yeah oh. but the, uh, the, they have a total of not counting Dear God because that's a co I guess but they have four games that they've legitimately done themselves counting Storm Boy
0: anything, anything else we've heard of
1: no but one of them I'm interested in uh, so we, the first game with Storm Boy and then their first game is called Morphite P-H not like F-I-G-H-T but P-H-I-T-E uh, and it just seems to be like a sci-fi FPS it looked kind of cool had like a it was stylized it looked like it could be fun then the uh, this other one was called Siegecraft Commander and it was a strategy type game and it looked kind of cool I'm also really interested in it because it also had a a super low TA. It was like uh, 1100. Mm-hmm. It was really low. And then they have another sandbox FPS called Gunscape. And that one looked kind of wacky. It looked fun. So the, uh, which is weird considering. Which game was the one you were interested in? The Siegecraft Commander. Okay, so that's on Xbox. As far as I can tell, all their games are only on Xbox. No, oh, weird. is as far as I could tell, but I didn't do a whole whole lot of research on it. But as far as I could tell, based off those four, mm-hmm. that's they' it's only on Xbox. Now we're gonna dive into Storm Boy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's pretty much a, an interactive storybook because how even like it does the cool thing where like the words are presented like in the sand or in the sky. And as you run through, the words disappear, and it kind of like... But there's no, like... It's artsy. It's like the page turning, which it could have been, but I think that's probably cliche and played out. I wouldn't say it's as interactive a storybook as a previous one we've played, uh, Heimrich. Heimrich was more interactive. Mm-hmm. Definitely interactive. Did we do intera-
0: Heimrich on the podcast? We did. Okay. I don't remember, because I, I didn't beat Heimrich. So. Yeah,
1: but we did. But this is a, the p- best thing I could do. It's a very... Minimal interactive storybook, but it's a storybook, and it contains a good couple of mini games, and not all of them are very fun. Mm-hmm. And it says it's nine distinct mini games, but three of them are the same game. One of them is just two D, three D. No ones. You can talk about them. Yeah, uh, I can. I'll hop into them real quick. Um, so the first mini game. Really, you're running on the beach, and it's telling you a story, and then you just run into a mini game.
0: Basically, yeah. it's the basic gameplay. Mm-hmm.
1: So the like the first mini game you get is a uh, he's like daydreaming the the young boy, Storm Boy, the main character. He doesn't he's not given a name. He's just called the Storm Boy.
0: I don't think something the the story even calls him Storm Boy. Does it? It does. It, it
1: calls him Storm Boy by his name. Uh, but the first thing you do is he daydreams of being a bird and flying away from this boring island that he lives on, and so that becomes just like a literally a 2D, just literally you fly back and forth. I think you can dodge birds or dodge things. Yeah, it's not difficult. It's not very difficult.
0: Nothing's difficult. I think that's on purpose, that nothing's difficult.
1: Yeah. And then shortly after that, there's a digging up cockles, seashells. Well, I'm not entirely sure what a cockle is. I think it's a seashell, but they call them cockles in the game. I'm not... Uh, nautically smart so i'm not entirely sure what a cockle is i just think it's funny to say the word <laughs> and then and then after you dig those up there is a point in the story where well part of the story is that you know stormboy and he comes across a a nest of three abandoned pelicans and he wants to raise them up on his own because it looks like they've been abandoned by their mother he he, you know he names all three of them. There's uh, Mr. Ponder, Mr. Proud, and Mr. Percival. He names them all. I guess P for Pelican. He's a very really smart kid. Just a kid. Yeah. So he's gonna. No one's gonna judge him. And then one of the mini games is feeding the pelicans once they get older.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then after you feed the pelicans, then there is a. There's just silly little mini-games. There's sledding down the sand beach in a cardboard box. <laughs> there is playing fetch with your pet pelican, Mr. Percival. Then there's literally drawing in the sand.
0: We're not going to tell what the, what the games are. As That's what I'm kind d- of the point. I mean, what what you do in them?
1: That is them. You sled down a, yeah, in a cardboard you box. Just sliding back and you, forth, you just yeah. sled down a hill. <laughs> yeah, the fetching is you literally just... You have a big red ball, and you throw it in the ocean. You throw it across the sand. You play fetch with your Parsifal,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then you drawing, you literally have a stick and you you draw. And what if you draw in your mini game, when you exit out of it, it's actually on the beach in game. So I drew a giant penis because I'm a child. You're an adult, <laughs> a grown ass man. I'm a grown ass man, so I drew a giant penis as big as the mini game would let me, and I thought it was just hilarious. <laughs>
0: You ruin this child's story.
1: Oh yeah, and then the final one. This one's actually uh, probably the prettiest thing in the game because mm. it's uh, it's a sail. It's a brief sailing mini game because you're kind of.
2: Isn't
0: there a diving mini game? It's this one. It's okay. it's
1: yeah. It's it's all in the same thing. Okay. Because uh, as a child, your parents have staked out a safe area for you to play in. It's literally they have these massive stakes they've shoved through the ground and put a huge net around it. So it's a pretty large little circular area that's supposed to be free of dangerous fish or whatnot. Yeah,
0: sharks and stuff.
1: And so you have a little raft and you sail on it with your pet, you know, Miss, Mr. Parcival. Percival, Parcival, I forget how it's pronounced. It's Percival, it? I think it's Percival. And so you swim out. It's, you know, it's kind of cool, but then you get to dive underwater and the underwater looks very pretty. I, the game itself, like we said earlier, it's like a children's illustration, but it. A fluid children's illustration. It's a very pretty it game. It's nice, yeah. It's well, for
0: what it is, they didn't half-ass it.
1: Like they could have. So they must have had some pride in it. Or, or maybe they're weren't, all
0: fans of the story, probably. At some point. Or maybe they grew up with the story. They're about the right age, they could have grown up with an older little Storm Boy story. I forgot to ask in the beginning, is that author still alive? Or do you not know?
1: I don't know. I didn't... I do know that his, uh, the book, the book uh, came out in 1964, 100% 64. he's probably dead. Probably. And then there was a film in 1976. Hmm. And then a second film in 2019.
0: A 2019 movie? Mm
1: hmm. Huh. Like a cartoon? No, live action. Both were live action.
0: Interesting.
1: Now the '76 version was only 88 minutes.
0: Now, if we planned this better, if we planned our podcast better, you could have covered the we could we could have found this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, you
0: could have talked about the game and then talked about the movie on the end, I probably <laughs> which could. probably wouldn't be in the kind of movie you want to talk nah. about. But maybe, I maybe mean,
1: we actually. Uh, uh, but the the film in '76 is only 88 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the film in twenty nineteen is ninety nine minutes, so they somehow added eleven extra minutes to the movie.
0: Yeah, this what hour long video game or shorter?
1: I uh, it's like right at an hour, mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens. Now, one cool side note is in the the twenty nineteen version, I think because th- there's some other sailors on the boat, but I think the boy's father is played by Jay Courtney. He's a pretty good British actor. But the only, th- I should have looked him up. But the only thing, the, his most recent thing, uh, was he was Captain Boomerang in the Suicide Squad. Oh, really? Yeah, Jay Courtney. Wow. And I, well, he's not First British. He, he's actually he's Australian. Why do I call him British? He's also in both of them. He reprised his role in the second one. Mm. But so, and I, I enjoy the actor. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, but my brain is broken and I can't think of anything. But Jay Courtney is a really good actor, and. There's a, a boat captain who plays a prominent role. It's like his father's best friend is yeah, played. None of this is in the game. No, you see them. You interact with them.
0: I remember seeing none of these people. Yeah, they're there. I remember all the members of the Pelican.
1: But they're there. They are there. And uh, the uh, the captain is uh, Jeffrey Rush, who is Captain Barbosa in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, okay. And he was also, I think one of his more recent things was he portrayed Albert Einstein in a like a National Geographic TV show or a Discovery Channel TV mm-hmm. show, where he played out the biography of oh, Albert Einstein true. and all his genius, as well as his whoring. Because <laughs> if you don't know, Albert Einstein got around a lot. Anyway, anyway, but so it's uh, back to the game. Yeah, <laughs> like I said the game's not very long. I got the 1K and like right at an hour, like an hour ten probably. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't remember any of the, any of the mini games. Being particularly difficult, I feel like there was. I have I mean, this has been a while, but I have a faint memory of maybe one sticking me up a little bit, like being a little harder. I just don't remember which one it was. Do you remember? Do you remember anything like that?
1: It may have been because in order to get the achievements, you do have to like stick around some of these in some of these media games for a little while longer one of the more annoying ones is the, the feeding them cuz you have to feed all three of them and like without missing a single fish mm-hmm. like boom 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 each time and then this, there's a second achievement is you have to feed them all but you have to make all the birds angry and by doing that you have to feed the same one a couple of times in a row until they get mad or you have to go back and forth and make each one of them individually mad at a time hmm. it's kind of obnoxious For but, achievement, but it is yeah, it looks like a pointless achievement well it was a pun Hangry birds. Mm. It's not worth it. No, not <laughs> at all. Like <laughs> all uh, the game itself, they put a lot of time effort, they put a lot of heart into it. They obviously love the story. The mini games, one or two of them ain't like ha- the fetch is kind of fun and the diving is really pretty. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. But I think they definitely did it for love of the story. You now the story itself isn't terrible. I actually en- really enjoyed the story. Yeah, we'll leave
0: that I, leave that till you play in it.
1: Yeah, I don't want to, because it's literally under an hour. I do not want to ruin the story for you. Now, as far as music, just kind of whimsical storybook music. Just a lot of you know, just kind of like some like light piano and stuff. It's yeah, I don't remember. Some okay. So there's a few parts where the the story picks up, and they got some cool kind of like cool. I won't say cool, but like some more actiony pieces and faster paced music. But it oh, it was good.
0: Uh, voice acting? No, unfortunately. Does, I don't remember, is there conversations between people in this story, or is it like just the words across the bottom? It's Just or the, the top words the screen, across the top. Just telling the story as he interacts mm-hmm. with people. Yeah, so it's not it's not voiced. It may have been nice to have a little narrator reading it, maybe.
1: Shoot, they could have, but hey, Jeffrey Rush. do You want to read?
0: <laughs> yeah, again, or have again, have some, one person in the in the in the in the office just yeah, just read just nicely narrate the story. We'll complain about voice acting forever. Is that it for this game? It's, 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 it's these, really these games are all short on purpose. Yeah,
1: I don't really have a whole lot extra to add because I don't want to ruin what story there is because oh, I did enjoy the story.
0: Yeah. You buy this game on Xbox, of course. I would have purchased it for. Around the five dollar, you don't you do you don't want to pay more than five minutes. Granted, I don't want to jip a company out of money that worked hard on it, but you don't want to pay more than five dollars for an hour, hour and a half total experience of the game, especially a game you won't replay again probably.
1: The only reason you need to replay is there's an achievement for replaying all the mini games once mm-hmm. in the uh, main menu after you beat the game. That's yeah. it. So the
0: next game is a little bigger. It's the one I mentioned in the in the beginning that we actually is is more. It's more of a full. It's it's actually a complete whole thing. It's a whole experience. But I still kind of we would have never touched if it wasn't for a cheap price and a low TA score on the webs on the website. So you want to go into the next game?
1: Our second game is called Adam Venture Origins. Adam, Adam Venture has been around for some time. It's not like an old thing but the game originally came out on PC mm-hmm. in 2009. It's not that old. It's old but not that old. Yeah, but I didn't want to be like oh it's been around for some time like it's an old ancient thing like, like Indiana Jones or something mm-hmm. but it's not. So the reason, it's come out a couple of different times and a couple of different iterations because they keep kind of adding on to it or coming up with something new. Mm-hmm. So Adam Venture Origins is the latest rendition of it, and it came out in 2016. And so what Adam Venture Origins does is it there are two games. There is Adam Venture and the Temple of Solomon or Solomon's Temple and Adam Venture and the Garden of Eden. What Origins does is it adds a wee bit of a prologue. It adds both; it puts both games and does some little bridge work in the middle, and you makes, get the make, whole thing. Makes them work together. Yeah, it makes them work together. And so the game was developed by Vertigo Games. They're a small Dutch company, cool. and they've only put out four games thus far. Though. It's been a minute since I played this game. It's possible they have more. I didn't spot check my, my notes mm. because it's been, a, it's been a minute since we played this game. Uh, longer for you than me. Yeah. And I took my notes then, not mm. when you did. But besides Adam Venture Origins, uh, I'll go through the four games that I'm aware of. They have one called Arizona Sunshine and is a FPS zombie shooter. Oh,
0: they developed that? That's on the PSVR. Mm-hmm. A lot of their stuff is VR. Huh. It looked, it's like a really bright. Looks like an interesting, bright. Way different than this. It's strange how companies can just do completely different. I mean, there's nothing saying they can't, but sometimes it's so odd you see them step away from something completely. Like that looks, that looks newer than this too.
1: I think it is. I think it's. I think it's their newest. Okay, so if I so, Adam Venture is somewhere in
0: the middle of this. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. That's cool. Yeah, I I, know Adam, well, I think we downloaded the, dem, the demo when we got our PSVR, but I don't know if we ever sat down and played it. It kind of reminded. It kind of looked like. Um, What's that parkour-looking crazy game on the Xbox? Sunshine Overdrive? Yeah, it kind of bright like and crazy like that, but you're shooting zombies and stuff. I, I don't know. That's cool, though. Part of that game.
1: They also have another one. It's a, a VR FPS adventure game, uh, After the Fall. Uh, then they have a strategy game called Skyworld. And then they have another VR. This I think this is more of a VR. Is everything VR for them except
0: for Red Adventure?
1: I think so. Wow. I think they kind of just like oh well, let's you know let's do these cool small experiences because mm-hmm. their last one is called World of Diving and it's a full underwater immersion VR. It looks like it might be kind of cool. Yeah, because I like I really like VR games are cool, but more than anything I like the VR experiences where you limited interaction, but you just kind of just watch and kind of get pulled yeah, into them. Those
0: we made all our friends on our, our PSVR play the the. The 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 underwater, you just drop the cage into the water. It's, it's, you just
1: watch. <laughs> but they're all so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone it really enjoys it. It's really cool. Uh, I did manage to get the one k.
0: Yeah,
1: I got. I, it. I assume I did. I got it in like five hours, some change, mm-hmm. like five fifteen or something like that. But yeah, five hours. So the game's the the game. It's all. It's you know three games. In one. It's not very long at all. It is entirely voice acted, I think. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, and the voice acting wasn't terrible, it's but hit it... or miss sometimes. The main character is uh,
0: Adam Venture is really trying hard to be Indiana Jones, uh, but his
1: lines don't always hit. It's like a guy who grew up watching Indiana Jones going, "I'm gonna do that," <laughs> but then he, I mean, he sort of nails the adventure, but as far as the wit, no, not so much. Yeah, the writing could use some touch up. I did find that the game itself, maybe even, I guess, Adam Venture, it was a little too uh, self-aware almost sometimes. Some of the jokes were a little too tongue-in. That's just
0: just the writing, yeah. That's just uh, too clever for its own good sometimes, like too clever where it's not interesting or funny. (laughs) I don't think it was ever funny. You could tell it was trying to be funny too much. Yeah. Like you said, it was just –
1: and so some of the. Uh, because it's Indiana Jones and archaeology, that kind of leads you down the. Uh, in no way, shape, or form is, I'm, am I comparing the two, other than the fact that they're archaeologists and they do puzzles like Tomb Raider and Drake mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Where there's, there's combat in this. There's some gun combat.
2: Are there guns?
1: Near. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, but I think he's a lot of running. He doesn't f-
0: seem to fight, yeah, he doesn't murder. Thousands of people like Nathan Drake does. Yeah, he's more climbing and his, his, his the the biggest gameplay thing. We're, we need to move around a little bit around it, but the, the biggest gameplay seems to be the rope. The, I was going to get, get into that hook, here in yeah. a second. The
1: the best part of the game, frankly, it's the coolest part. Is he has a a, a grapple hook, little ratchet pulley system that tied to his belt, mm-hmm. and that can be pretty cool because it's complete. Completely free, like you throw it, and you're like, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna swing straight across. No, you can swing left, right, full in a full circle. I've actually managed to, I killed myself once or twice because it wasn't as responsive. as I wanted to, instead of going straight, my, you know, my thumb was off kilter, mm-hmm. and I swung and let go and jumped, you know, just flew right into a ravine or something like that. Music never nothing. Well, was graphically. Sorry, I'm bouncing over the place. graphics. Um, they definitely went for realism.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's uh, straight real, real, realism graphics. Not the best. I think I remember. I think I remember some of the environments looking pretty good in the beginning, like the like a mansion you're in. I'm yeah, I, th- I think
1: that was the add-on part where these other ones, like that, was completely made. While yeah. these other ones were kind of touched up,
0: touch up a little bit. Yeah, I feel like. Um, the people were kind of, kind of, kind of janky a little bit. There's Adam, and then there's this chick. He's basically falling and following around. I don't remember her name.
1: She's not be, the big character. He's, so. he's,
0: you know, uh, hitting hitting on her all the time.
1: And she's just a big old eye roll because this dude's sad.
0: Yeah, she's somebody's daughter who you're who you're looking for the treasure for, or mm-hmm. something like that. So what, what, whichever one of the treasures you're looking for. The one thing I do remember specifically, and I think there might be more than one, is a extremely large and not fun stealth section I was, yeah that's my next it's probably thing. the hardest part of the entire game and I, I like stealth more than Blake does in, in video games in general um, but I don't like it being forced into a game that's not built around it
1: because it tends to not be the best or they at least give it the respect that it deserves because like the the vision cone on these things were I, I, I could never get it down you think-
0: vision cones, and I think it was really poor, poorly checkpointed.
1: Very poorly checkpointed.
0: You'd, you'd be three or four or five little guards in, and you get caught. And you're back to the beginning, and I was like, "Whoa, do I, want, do I want to keep playing this?" You know, a couple, a couple of times, a couple of annoyances are just like this is been. I did beat the game. I went all the way through, but sometimes you just run the whole map, and you're, you're kind of you're crouching, you're crawling, and you're and all of a sudden you're seen, or, or get caught by the corner of somebody's vision, and this is where like they catch you, and it ends.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, there's you, no kind, you there's get no kind of, shot and die. I don't remember
0: shooting in the game, but maybe maybe it's in the end. But I think you just this you just get caught. They're like, hey, and then, and then you, you start over. There, there, there is. It is mostly sneaking a lot of the that, time. Well, that part is sneaky. There's yeah. there's general climbing and jumping and switches and puzzle solving. But there's these. There's one here. uh might be near the near the end where they're in the big excavation site. That's the big one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And there's a smaller one where you're going into the enemy camp.
1: Yeah, that really, one was
0: actually was, was pretty difficult, too. And you're sneaking through that camp trying to... I think what are you, you, trying to are you trying to find there? You're trying to find her? You're trying
1: to steal, I think, a map S- or something. Steal something, something
0: they yeah. need. Also, yeah. So that's those, those, those were really only two major
1: stealth sections, but they're both... I think that one was the uh, the Temple of Solomon. Mm-hmm. And you were sneaking into their excavation site to uh, steal the map. And I think actually to dive down into... Where they've where they've excavated thus, thus far, like the story had potential if,
0: it's the same old story like 200s yeah. the same stories I mean Nathan Drake's the same stories it's just these guys going to get this artifact but it does Indiana do Jones it's all the same story.
1: I think this had one thing in its favor when he's d- diving into a ruin that no one's touched in thousands upon thousands of tens of thousands of years it's not littered with enemies. it's literally him and a bunch of people behind him. But most of the time, no, because some of these people are also they're archaeologists, and they don't destroy the stuff where we need it for research. Because they're trying, they assume the the mysticism is real, like Solomon's temple. He's I forget who Solomon. He's I think he's in the Bible, King Solomon. No idea. And then the actual Garden of Eden, and they're trying to figure this stuff out if it's real, if it's not, and so they're a little more wary of blasting guns and blowing everything up like they are and some games some archaeological archaeological games <laughs> now one of the cooler parts of the game I'm not gonna exactly spoil what you're doing why you're doing it but there's a pretty cool it it's the final boss of the game I'm not gonna say who it is but it's a pretty cool minecart boss fight Remember mine, that? a minecart scene yeah that was actually pretty cool and pretty fun that was like the most unique thing besides the grapple hook yeah. that final boss fight was actually pretty pretty cool Dope. It was difficult, but it was pretty cool. Like you roll and up and down, left and right, and you have to do interact with the world around to make him, like, hit the the rail switches to make him hit obstacles and or yeah. go to dead ends and stuff. So it was that was probably one of the cooler parts.
0: I think I think there's other people there too. It ain't just the boss. You got to you're with you got to deal with all the other people and, first, and then duck, and then yeah, you deal with the the boss after you deal with all these little minions on the mine cart. I remember that mine cart part. Yeah
1: yeah other than that it's just a wannabe Indiana Jones if you're looking for a quick TA under five hours that you might laugh one set and go oh that was kind of cool but then never talk about it again Adam Venture Origins definitely the game for you yeah,
0: just be wary of the um, stealth scenes they are rough.
1: very di- very difficult
0: that was such shorter than Storm Boys I thought you, I thought you had yeah 11. I do not really
1: have because it's just there's not a lot to talk about it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of puzzles. None of the puzzles really stood out. It's you know, ooh, you got those stupid water puzzles where you have to raise and lower the water. Or you have like dial puzzles or say old stuff. It's just another
0: company doing another I mean none you would the, think that archaeological explorer would be a genre in video games and But none of the none of the puzzles No said you know, before we don't really like I don't like puzzles in video games period I just, I just don't like puzzles and i'm, I'm not, i don't think you like puzzles and i'm not alone we listen to this other other great podcast called uh how did this get played and it's uh one of our probably, probably my favorite podcast let's be honest where they uh, they all play video games play weird video games and uh the, the girl on there heather uh absolutely despises puzzles in all all shapes and sizes in video games And i'm like finally you know somebody that I don't know if puzzles are are, are renowned in, in video games. Like so many games, just put puzzles in their games. I'm just like, is this what people want to do in video games? No. <laughs> so I don't know. It's to be expected in that and this in this particular genre. Yeah. You know the with the Tomb Raiders and the Uncharted's and stuff like that. And I don't think uh, Adam Venture will be reaching the. I don't. I don't think people are talking about man. When I love adventure games, I love. Uncharted Tomb Raider and Adam Venture. I don't think he's I don't think he's up there in the when people I, name
1: games. I don't think he'll be mentioned. No. Ever.
0: he <laughs> will be mentioned on this podcast cuz we do the weird ones. We don't we won't talk about Tomb Raider or Uncharted on this podcast. But we'll talk about Adam Venture. Say take your kind of podcast this is.
1: We're sad and lonely.
0: Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I think I mean that's all I got to. I played this most recently than Blake, but I mean it was just whatever. I don't even remember why I turned it on besides the fact that um i'd already Blake had played it and we've kind of went and we played games in different directions sometimes we try to round it back up and we'll, we'll we'll play he'll play the games i play, and i'll play the games he played just to get a bunch of games piled up for the podcast so that's what happened with adam venture and now it's on the podcast uh, as little as it was
1: yeah it would go play it you know I wouldn't spend more than $5 on it. Yeah, $5. This is our,
0: this is, we should call these the achievement episode. We saw call these the $5, five, $5 or less episodes.
1: Yeah, true. Very true. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: I, don't, I don't remember any specific achievements in that game. I think you just get a lot just for playing. I don't remember the – do you remember anything in particular in that game? Besides that, was that – you said one earlier. Was that the last game? That was the last game.
1: That was the last one. This one is just go through, do the puzzles, beat the game.
0: Straightforward. Nah. It's good to have a straightforward TA. Sometimes there's very few, extremely few games that give you all your achievements just for playing the game straight through without them doing any other side nonsense. People love putting side nonsense or just achievements that ain't tied to what exactly what you're doing, which helps in some games or some like open world games stuff like that. Though I think they do it on purpose to put achievements in strange places. I think it's just to send you to different parts of a map to like. Because they built an entire map, so they want you to see yeah, love this. Different, like different, different sides of the map. But anyway, I think that's it for Adam Venture. Like Blake said, $5 or less. I see it on a couple of sales every now and then. I think it's, it ain't just on Xbox. I think I've seen it on PlayStation as well. We don't care about Switch. so Yeah, by a humbug. Anyway, moving on to the third and final and, by a long shot, the least interactive game of the three we have and- for this and
1: the shortest is it shorter than Stormboy? oh yeah it's very short yeah <laughs> um so the are our, our third game is called can androids pray blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom And blue variation. Mm-hmm. There's a red variation, and all that far as I can tell, all it really seems to do is just just a kind of a color palette for the entire game, like the menus as well as in-game. I don't think there's really? yeah.
0: You buy, so I just bought I just happened to buy blue variation. Well, I
1: think I think blue variations on Xbox, red variations on PlayStation. That's really all it seems to be. Wow, that is weird. Yeah, it's all that, it's the only differences I can tell were... Like overall hue change from blue, you know, blues, purples to like reds and oranges.
2: Blessed are the merciful.
1: Uh, Well, I guess it kind of means like, because the whole point of the game, the blue version kind of makes it take place at nighttime. While the red version makes it take place in dawn and daytime. That's really just kind of changes the atmosphere a little bit. But other than that, it really doesn't affect anything. So, uh, can androids pray? Is developed by a Priori Digital, and that's A P R I O R I Digital. And And thus far, they've made three games.
0: Mm -hmm. Where are they from?
1: Well, actually, it's um, one person. Oh, really? Yeah, her name's uh, Natalie Clayton. Mm -hmm. Well, she developed the game, and then she got someone to to do music. Music,
0: yeah, that's kind of that's that's a common uh, what single. This one developer thing you're starting to pop up all over the place. It's it's weird how it used to be like a thing, like it was so cool, but like we're in a time now where one person can just make a game, and but a lot of times, like you said just now, they will pull in a Someone second person music. for
1: music. Yeah, well, because it's it's it all in all, it's a three-person team. You have the developer. Her name is Natalie Clayton. Mm-hmm. Then the writer is a gentleman named uh, Xavier Nelson Jr. He just wrote it and then she developed it and then a woman named Priscilla Snow did the music and she has an online tag called uh, ghoul noise hmm. at ghoul noise I think she does a lot of music music different like, things. Mm-hmm. open for commissions and stuff for I'm sure other video games and whatnots um it was good
0: yeah we can get into what
1: it yeah. is I mean oh actually I wanted to talk about their other games real quick yeah. uh the it's on the switch and it's called Double Pug and it's just a platformer with two pug dogs. Double Pug. That's it. It's just a platforming dog thing. It's called Double Pug. Double Pug, yeah. <laughs> and then they have a twin-stick shooter and that's called Espion Cyberstorm. It's a twin-stick shooter bullet hell. Mm-hmm. And then, then this, well, this and Red Variation. So I guess you can say four games. And so it's, the whole game, it's about a half hour yeah frankly so basically this is a visual novel yes but it's it's one I enjoyed because mm-hmm. what happened the point of the story and I'll get into a few minor details but the point of the story is you're two warring uh, people in mechs on opposite sides of a war and it comes to a big f- I'm not even sure if it's a final confrontation but it's it's a big fight and the two you end up mortaling mortally breaking each other's machines.
0: You don't see the fight. The game just picks up with the two mechs crash beside each other.
1: Yeah, smoking. Smoke coming out of it and kind of sparks and bits of parts of them around the area. Smoking.
0: How would you, uh, sorry, you talked about, talk about the variant. How do you
1: explain these, the visuals of this game? It is polygonal. Kinda, yeah. I would say very poly... It, it, it's it's obviously a mech, but it's like just... Sharp a, edges and sharp, stuff. Yeah, just sharp angles and edges. It's nothing really smooth. Yeah. These are just... You can tell that it's a mech, but we played the blue variation, so it's kind of dark outside, but you can see the mech, the outline more than anything. It's very plain and simple. Yeah. And because you're, you're both about to die... Your, your mechs are wounded, y'all have been completely abandoned by both sides. Everyone just fled. So your oxygen's running out, you have no support coming, and it seems to be you're in a desert and you have no way of surviving. And so, and, uh, I guess, in the sense of nobody wants to die alone, your your enemy opens a calm channel to you just to talk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it's a pretty interesting conversation because I what story there is I don't want to ruin because it's actually pretty cool it's very yeah. which his name Philip K. Dick it's very Philip K. Dick very much so like do uh, sheep dream of electric and whatever
0: androids dream of electric sheep yeah you know what I mean
1: <laughs> but still and so there's just it's very cool because they're just it com-
0: says it's can androids pray but it's two people talking or is there more to the story than that
1: there's there's more to the story because by the end of it, it becomes like philosophical. Mm-hmm. It's like were we ever alive? If we were, you know, we followed orders and come here to die, are we human? Because all we do is a because we're in warring nations. We can't do if we disobey orders. Are we allowed to disobey orders? Because it was it's a pretty cool little like mm-hmm. it's a philosophical. So it's, thing. it's the
0: person talking to you, and and, and you make uh, dialogue choices, and we had a little. short little ta guy that just told you the uh those are certain points where you make certain choices certain dialogue choices to pop achievements and stuff throughout but it also leads to well there's two endings i think you get you get it you get achievement for both seeing both endings that's really what you did you could just play it flat out and just you would just experience your own experience would just be choosing the responses you wanted to respond to the other person talking to you you I wish now we'll say right here's a good place to say it there's not it's not voice acted I think it would have been a little bit better oh god uh, it would have been a little bit better voice acted
1: of course yeah, you, your you're two pilots I didn't say their names earlier uh, but it's Beatrice and Court uh, well she goes by Court her full name was Courtney
2: because
1: mm-hmm. I think th- which one are you playing as? I believe you play as Courtney mm-hmm. and they you know they oh I'm private this and I'm private they, they introduce themselves and they The only thing I didn't really enjoy, and it happens a lot, where, because people, how do I explain this without coming off like a prude, people cuss Mm -hmm. all the time. People, you know, use swear words and stuff, but sometimes in, you can, it's like a wind up in like a movie, uh, even a video game or some TV shows where... The punchline is going to be the bad word, and it's That's annoying. Yeah, it's it's so, obnoxious. It's, back, it's
0: lazy writing. If, the, if, a, if your punchline to what you're saying is a cuss word, then you're and you can not almost, a good writer.
1: You can almost feel like there's like a like a sucking in of air in the conversation just to go, "Bam, cuss word," mm-hmm. and it's and it. I felt because there's cussing in this, and I just this the string of obscenities that would come out sometimes. I'm just like, I get it. I mean. I get that, you know, you're angry and all this stuff, but I, I I don't want sad people. They need to be angry, but just the it's just one of those things where it, it, the amount of cussing didn't feel genuine. But also, who's ever going to be in that situation to figure out if that's how you would genu- genuinely react? Also, there's millions of
0: people and every, every, any any individual person's going to react differently to that situation.
1: Yeah. This particular character just cussed a lot. And it just, yeah, it was just, that was my only, but like, other than that, I fully enjoyed the story. Mm-hmm. Fully
0: enjoyed it. In both endings. I feel like one ending is, um, there's no way to really know if ending is canon because there's no anything after this. Yeah. But um, I'd, I remember one being way more dramatic, one ending being way more, um, not dramatic, one is more... Um, intense. Intense. I guess dramatic and intense is the same thing. One ending clearly I thought was better than the other. I don't remember them both exactly, but I remember one being the better of the two. One, it, it just kind of peters out, I think. The story just kind of like, and that's it. So
1: basically, it's like, oh, oxygen's levels running but low. one has
0: an actual, like a full. So maybe one that has has more of a full ending is maybe more of canon, maybe. Because by the it's end only two of two endings, right?
1: Well, because by the end of it, uh, your choices are you are not friends by the end of it, and you, you both essentially die alone in your cockpits, and you suffocate and die, which is bleak and sad. And the other one, you're still going to die because you have no oxygen. What, and you, At one point, I think the story says you, you, you put on your spacesuit to lengthen the amount of oxygen you have in your spacesuit instead of your cockpit, but you're still going to die. You have like less than an hour's worth. Mm-hmm. And like the, the other choice is when you become friends is to get out of your cockpit and die with each other. Like you know, hold so you don't die alone. It's 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 it is a bleak story. It's not going to be a happy one. Mm -hmm. And those basically your your ending choices is you know become friends or not become. It's really good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I I actually really enjoy. I mean, like I said earlier, Philip K. Dick. It's just philosophical. It's these weird artistic questions and stuff and questioning philosophies. And the whole I definitely it's I I beat the whole game. Because it does a cool thing that once you, it's a visual novel. I wish some visual novels would do this. But once you play through it, if it's a choice you've already made before, you gotta think hold like right bumper and it would fast forward till you heard something you hadn't heard before or read before. Yeah. So like I think the entire game, both playthroughs was like forty three minutes.
0: Mm-hmm. Forty three specifically. Did you write that down.
1: Yeah, I think it was very very quickly. Yeah. Well, the second. I'm a slow the reader. Play
0: th- no, the second playthrough is. Uh... Just making slightly... It might even be just getting to the end again, actually, mm-hmm. and just picking the other friend or not friend kind of thing.
1: And, like, yeah, because some of them are just like, go through the whole game without responding and go through the game with responding. That was of the things? Because some of the stuff was not talking to the character at all. I don't remember that. Hmm. Uh, but it's... Like I, said, like I said, all these are meant to be short. Meant to be very short. And I... The, the the most interactive that should have been the most fun was honestly for me the least fun like I yeah it's interesting
0: that adventure should have been the more it has the more gameplay than the other two but it's probably I think I like stormboy the most out of these three it would, I mean, for me you sound like you like androids Yeah, more, it, it would, for me
1: it would go Android, stormboy and then no, Adam. I don't
0: like stormboy the most and um if that goes for the all three of I mean, you you could have
1: yeah, I mean, there's not the really... Androids
0: and Storm Boy you can't really talk too much about because it's their it's stories. It's entirely... A... Storm, Storm. Boy is not, not a dramatic story. There's some moments near the end of it that are kind of dramatic, but... Um, it's a children's book. Yeah, all of androids is uh interesting. It's just interesting conversation, and if you like that kind of stuff. Now, if you don't like that kind of philosophical discussion before death kind of thing, you might not appreciate and, androids praying. And can androids pray? I keep saying.
1: Yeah, can androids play
0: blue variation? You wrote play. Can androids play on the board? <laughs> <laughs> well, writing's hard. I never said I was a smart man. Do uh, you got anything else? Not really. No. Yeah, you are gonna go. Maybe one of our shortest episodes. We want to. We have a bunch of really long ones, and our other podcast has been getting really long too. So it does us a good to have a little bit of a breather of a slightly shorter episode to deal with and if the episode's shorter then I can spend more time working on the store
1: <laughs> and playing actual video games to g- get more content
0: yeah I mean there's nothing wrong with these games they're, they're just it, it, it just short. leads to a short episode
1: so you've uh, got nothing else no okay. I think I'm, I'm satisfied with those
0: okay the last thing we'll, I'll do here is uh, we talked about uh, to have a band uh, an Australian band that I think I originally discovered back when more people listened to Pandora. And I will give Pandora a little more credit than Spotify. I just, I've just, I discovered back then when I was listening to Pandora, way more new bands on Pandora than I've ever discovered on Spotify. Spotify doesn't do discovery very well. There's a discovery,
1: but it's all, it's nothing new. Of like, oh, I listen I, I know, I, I went to my discovery thing the other day, and I was like, I literally know. Every single one of these bands. Matter of fact, I have a playlist of about half these people. Are you guys not communicating the two? Well, the follow. What made on
0: If you're following stuff, who knows what yeah. Spotify does? You can't talk too bad about Spotify because Spotify owns our distributor now. Sure. We're, we are a podcast on Anchor, and Spotify bought Anchor, so Spotify is good to us at all times. Es mucho bueno. Um. Anyway, I lost what I was saying. Oh, Australian band uh, found on. Uh, Pandora. I, t- I debated going back to Pandora at some point just to maybe discover bands and stuff like that. Uh, I forget how many bands I've put on this podcast that maybe have come from Pandora. I have do- I I to go through my whole list anyway. This uh, band is called Twelve Foot Ninja. It's a pretty cool name for a band. We bought. They did a, a comic book a while back just about this Twelve Foot Ninja kind of thing. I, I, ironically, I bought. We bought the comic book. For the Silent Machine, their first album, I never read
1: it. Do you even know where it's at right now? I know exactly where it's at. Yeah, did you ever read it? No, but we loaned it to our buddy of ours, and he's uh, and he said it was pretty cool. But then, cause each chapter is broken up to the song title, mm-hmm. and there is uh, like white box dialogue mm-hmm. that is the actual characters going back and forth. And then there's black dialogue with yellow letter, and the black dialogue are the lyrics. Mm. And so, like when you hear this lyric, it's speaking about this scene. Mm. And so, but each pan, each each chapter, each song title is only a few pages long. Yeah. But it's see, it's really cool. I just never.
0: The only as far as I know, they only did it for the first album, and I'm doing I'm doing the band because they're about to release in October. They're releasing their third album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember if they ever put out any comic book or anything for the second album.
1: Well, it's one of those things where I don't want to damage it. It's the likelihood, that, yeah. yeah, the likelihood of getting it, so I'm like afraid to read it. because I don't want yeah, to damage it, was a it. Limited release for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, we have seen this band uh, one time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I wasn't terribly impressed with them live, to be honest. Uh, one time we went to go see them at one place, and they just they just didn't show up, which soured the kind of my feelings for the band. For being honest, well, I. I get why they didn't show up. I guess, but they also but was, signed up for
1: it. Yeah, it just so one time
0: like... they one time they didn't show up, which uh, was the entire reason we went to the that show that night. Was there a, bunch of, a bunch of other bands. It was great, but we, we had, went to go see Twelve Foot Ninja. We never never seen them before, and they didn't show up.
1: Though we admittedly we had the option of leaving and getting refunded immediately, but we're like we like these other bands, and then we listened to the whole thing, and by the end of the night we're like we should just went home. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) we really should. It was
0: a a really dreary night at a concert, uh, weirdly enough. The second time we got a chance to see them, we actually saw them, and they were. I don't know if they were headlining, but they were. I think they were headlining. But they showed up late. They were just running around town, apparently. Somebody said that. Somebody, I forget, somebody on the stage or somebody around the thing said they were just. They weren't here. They're in town. They were just running around. They were late to their own show, and I was like, wow. You know, this is like very unprofessional. Very unprofessional, and then I didn't like the. Uh, this is weird. I Me mean, to talk, talk about a band like this, but I just didn't like their stage presence and their persona. That maybe, maybe I just don't like who these people are, <laughs> as compared to how if I, I like their music. I just didn't like them per se. You know, you yeah, know, that, that's a life. possibility. I mean, yeah, I just didn't like the way they. It just real sour feeling to the band and honestly I haven't um, I'm just now this is a couple of years ago I'm just now really kind of listening to the albums again because they got new stuff coming out I didn't that that's the sour experience put me off the band for a long long time I didn't want to listen to them I was just it kind of really really put me off but they do write really cool and really unique music they're a fairly unique rock band I feel like they' have a, a really cool sound. The songs they kind of flow with ups and downs. They go mellow and then loud, mellow and loud. They have this weird wave to the way they the way they do their music.
1: And they, they they sometimes switch genre. They do switch. They
0: they, they halfway through a song they or play. M- yeah, they play with genre quite a bit. Um, you got anything else in particular? I mean, the comic book. You guys, anything else in particular you want to mention? Well, the fact that,
1: I mean, they must all be really good buds because it's all the, the band itself has been around since two thousand and eight, so not very long. Mm-hmm. But everyone. It's, they have all the original members except for one and I, it, he was their their bassist and he left yeah but he only right. left uh 2019 oh yeah but everyone else is still original band
0: yeah uh i picked a song that's been our, one of our favorites for a while i don't know if it was a single single i picked the song uh deluge i, remember, oh. I don't i don't i don't know the band's uh singles
1: for their history but well, it just depends, because they have different ones in Australia, different ones in the U.K., and different ones in the U.S. Yeah, I actually, so.
0: actually have their single list right here, and uh, gosh, they have a lot, because they're an Australian band, they have a lot more singles in Australia, U.K., and then the U.S. has five, and Deluge is none of them, so, all right, so I, I picked a song that wasn't a single, because I hate picking singles. Yeah. It annoys me, um, for personal reasons, <laughs> I guess. Anyway, I don't have much more to say about the band. Uh, I've shared more of that particular stuff on the, you know, playing a band that I've, I've had a sour live experience with. I don't, I don't really have that very often with bands. But it's one of
1: those weird things where, like, they, they rub me the wrong way, but their music is still good. Like, it wasn't
0: just me that night. Do you, you remember that night? I remember we that saw night. Me, I was we, just, in, uh... we, well,
1: we ended up leaving early. we like, they don't sound great live. Or maybe we were just so. We also had an hour drive home almost too from yeah, from where we were so, going. So we're like, and they were the last guy, people. We 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 listened like the first couple of things and we're like, I've had enough. You because yeah. I was you looked at me and you're like, dude, I've had enough. Do you want do you want to leave early? And I was like, I've been yeah, waiting we, for you to and ask. And we came we came there for them. So yeah, surely they won't.
0: Um, that's a band that I probably if, if played locally live again, I probably wouldn't go see. I will support them from afar but I won't go see them oh I'm, well, I'm not sounds bad on a podcast I'm talking about music but I'm, I'm not buying that new album I mean I don't buy a lot of albums anyway I buy I mean I'd usually this is a smaller a smaller band they're pretty well known in Australia but I'm not gonna buy that album I'll listen it on Spotify maybe and they've released like two songs from that album on Spotify I've heard one of them and it wasn't super and I listened to one and did not like it all and the other one was kind of okay so I don't know this is a strange a strange band to put on the podcast I figure but but what, what I still you? I still love their early work. Yeah, the first out, al- mainly the first album. Like You said you had not listen to the second album all that much. Well, and they have two EPs. I love both the EPs. Yeah, so I used to put the, I think I burned the EPs way back in the day when when uh, people used to have these round things you put into, like, machines that plays the music at you. A vinyl record? No. I ain't that old, but. I don't know what you're talking about. Compact it. disc. I would put both, I think I burned both the EPs onto one disc. But now you got Spotify. And I think both the EPs are on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So both the, you put both the EPs, and I have the first album and second album on my Spotify playlist. But uh, anyway, when I'm playing, I'm playing from their first album. The first album's called Silent Machine. I'll be playing the song Deluge. Uh, and that's all I've got. It's the weirdly most complaining I've been about a band on, on this podcast.
1: And it's still playing their music. Because you enjoy some of it, I enjoy the music, and don't like the band. It's weird. It's <laughs> very strange. Well, yes, not you've done that a couple of times. where You're like, I like the music, I like the band, but I hate the singer. I hate. Like, you you told me other yeah, few times with maybe. certain bands where the singer isn't great and kind of almost ruins the band. You're like, I just like chill into the music, and the singer comes in and makes me upset. I like. Yeah,
0: the- yeah. Anyway,
1: that's all I got. We're gonna
0: have our probably our shortest episode ever. Are uh, you done? I'm done man, that's all I got uh, like I said, Blake said at the beginning, our social media stuff you can find all of our social media stuff, uh, links to that I'll put into the show notes we would appreciate you coming following us on everything and interacting with us and come and watch us play games and go to the store buy buy a t-shirt, send us, send us a picture of, post a picture on our page of you, you know, pose, do a funny pose like Blake did on our, our post of you and our, t- you and our little t-shirt when you get one, if you get one and uh email us if you got suggestions. I uh, I can make I was scrolling through this stuff. I'm gonna be making stuff anyway, but you can make all kinds of stuff on that website. I can make for to put into the stores so if anything particular you want with our sweet devious pixel art slapped onto almost anything. Let us know. And I'll I'll try to get it on there. And this would be the part, like I said, if we ever get anybody who wants to write in, ask us a, a silly question or a serious question or Recommend something to us. This would be the part where I would probably, this is probably be the point of the podcast where I'd probably do that. So, I don't know. Internet's weird. People don't interact with some things. Sometimes, sometimes they do. People show up to the streams. So, I
1: don't know. Yeah. I
0: mean, <laughs> people are there. That's all that really matters. Yeah. Uh, that's all I've got for today. So, like I said, thanks for listening and we'll be back before too long with another episode.
1: I want to wish everybody a good evening and good night.
2: With the vibration of anger Like riding the tide out to sea You tried to find the face of salvation But all you found was me Now you're staring at the sword in your chest Like I you an apology I would never suspect that you Depth of this hole oh, oh, oh. when I reconcile in the force of the depth of my soul. Ah! devil of self in an attempt to erase my spark, but since the devil don't exist where I am, he could only be where you are.